Hello everyone, are you ready to finish off the guide to the MCU? Because we are here for phase five, and we have five projects to go over to finish it all off. So I'm very excited to finish this off. Uh, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, and the Marvels to talk about. So sit down, relax, grab a snack if you need to, because we're ready to tackle Phase 5 of the Guide to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Dance off, bro! On the Tribe of Nerds. So with Phase 5, I think a lot of people were hoping for something different. And in some ways, Phase 5 has delivered so far. In other ways, it's a little bit more of the same. And that much is true for our next project coming up. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I think that's another one I was a little higher on when it came out. I enjoyed it um, at the time, but talking with other people, and I understand why people didn't like it. And, and oh boy, um, there's, again, a lot of issues with this film, and um, I really like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, and I actually still think he's really good in here. Um, there's some really funny lines, the... Uh, uh, you know, the camping line, and we've always talked about it. That line's great. The probability field, of course, with Baskin, Rob, and Scott. Um, there's, there's some great stuff in here from Paul Rudd. Um, and of course, Jonathan Majors is kind of the conqueror. Unfortunately, um, everything happened like a month after this movie came out, but, uh, his performance in this movie definitely helps carry it. Um, and then you get the stuff that isn't as great. Wasp and Hank Pym, they don't get much to do. H Hope and Hank. And, uh, Janet, I think she has an interesting story and relationship with Kane. But as pointed out, her powers from Ant-Man and the Wasp that she supposedly had from the Quantum Realm are non-existent. So what happened? Where's the continuity there? Um... <laughs> And then Cassie, I mean, Catherine Newton, I was like fine with the recasting choice, but I don't know if it was just a script or what, but I, I think it just, she faltered here. I'm going to, I'm going to just assume it's the script here. Um, the characters in the quantum realm, like some of them just, you don't care about and sadly no Luis in this movie. So and they still had Davis David Dasmalchian uh playing Veb in this movie. 
So I don't know why Luis and Kurt weren't in this movie. Dave or T.I., I guess, had some issues. So I, I, but he was like the worst of the three for me. So like, I'm just not sure why they didn't have the other two playing Luis and Kurt in this movie. But oh well. Um, that just sucks. Uh, and you, of course, have Modoc with Corey still returning as Yellow Jacket becomes Modoc. And yikes. Modoc is not a character that is gonna do well in live action. But uh, the whole I'm not a dick storyline. Yeah, that's a head scratcher right there. Um, I don't know what to be. Tell me what to be. I don't know, just don't be a dick. It's too late. Look at me. I'm such a dick. But, uh, you have the post credit scene of, uh, the Council of Cains, which is goofy. But, like, I'm fine, I guess, in this context, because Jonathan Majors was good uh, at being cheesy here, and just, like, seeing, like, Rama Tut, and the Scarlet Centurion and Immortus, and then you get all the canes going wild in the stadium. I don't know. So the exiled one is dead. You sure he's dead? If it wasn't true, I wouldn't call you. Must really eat you up that you're not the one who killed him. None of us killed him. They did. They're beginning to touch the multiverse. And if we let them, they will take everything we've built. So let's stop wasting time. We're late. How many did you call? Oh, of us. Unfortunately, we may never get this happening. So, I mean, who knows right now? We'll find out soon, hopefully. Um, and then tease of Loki season two, but you know, that's Loki season two. So I'm just gonna leave it at the, uh, council of kinds there, but, uh, I'm going to give this a C. Not a great plan. It's the worst of the three Ant-Mans now, in my opinion. Um, because it didn't, it tried to go big scale with a movie that has worked enough as small scale movies. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is the complete opposite of what has happened as of late. This is amazing. I'm giving this an absolute S tier already. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Um, I don't... I think uh, for the past few months I've been calling it my number one favorite project. I'm gonna dial it down a little bit and I'll just say that it's gonna be below Endgame and Infinity War just because those are experiences 
and I do love Guardians 3, but I think it will take a little bit more to be above Endgame and Infinity War just based on everything that happened But in those, but I, I, I do love Guardians 3, and I think it's the best solo film that we've gotten. James Gunn got to really finish his story with these characters, and it's amazing to watch unfold. Rocket's origin is so sad and so well done, and Chuck Wudi as the high evolutionary was like this psychotic villain and you just hate him but he was done so well in that regard you you don't want to sympathize with this guy but you're interested in his performance and like what he's trying to do it all makes sense within the context of the story being told and so i really do like guardians volume three um uh the music is amazing as always no sleep till brooklyn in the hallway fight is just incredible um choreography and everything and something that we've been severely lacking for a long time i think um and uh the post credits you have the come and get your love with the new guardians including adam warlock who will Poulter did a great job uh so it's it's that's pretty cool and you get groot as king groot which is a really was really cool to see uh for the first time in the theater and uh then we get the legendary star lord will return as he has returned home man if she needs help mowing her lawn i'll do it but i kind of feel like her son should help he's gonna sit on the porch and watch me do it like a 45 year old man able-bodied and i'm mowing his lawn it just feels weird don't get me started oh really mm -hmm. oh, i kind of want to know But uh, for how long will he be out of action? I think we'll find out if Kang Dynasty moves forward that Star-Lord will jump back into the fight. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, as I said, it's an S-tier. And uh, this, was, this was definitely uh, the best movie of the year for me by far. Uh, maybe tied with Across the Spider-Verse. Secret Invasion. So this is interesting because I actually really was kind of liking the vibe in the first couple episodes. I mean, I think like the Marie Hill thing is like shocking. Um, think Kobe Smulders could have actually done more in this show for sure. But like, you know, I it was a shocking decision and it definitely intrigued me. Um, Olivia Coleman as Sonia Fallsworth was chewing the scenery every sh second she got. Um, I thought Gravik was actually an interesting villain for a little bit. I actually was very intrigued. Unfortunately, that all takes a giant nosedive. And what was that finale? I I'm just flabbergasted how bad that finale was. And I thought we weren't going to get anything worse in terms of finales um, after some of the finales that we had for the MCU shows. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, this is supposed to be about Nick Fury 
and they threw in Amelia Clark as Talos's daughter, like, and made her have all these powers of all the superheroes and the super scrolls and whatnot, and it just turned into this giant CGI mess. And there's no stakes because uh, Amelia Clark apparently has every single power, and this would just be going for anybody that got this. What the heck are they thinking? Like, and and why is Gravik all of a sudden so stupid that he's gonna leave who he thinks is Fury in this in a super scroll machine? Uh, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you just? absolutely stupid all of a sudden and um i don't even care the marvels doesn't even acknowledge secret invasions existence which is a good thing um in this case because they shouldn't have but i i do wonder like the scrolls going to new asgard like what's going to happen there because that's just an odd decision fury doesn't even acknowledge anything that happened in the marvels uh, for Secret Invasion, um, and I did recognize Dermot Moroni as, uh, the president, <laughs> President Ritson in this show, so I guess that's cool, although probably, uh, not my favorite Scream movie, but at least I recognized another actor joining, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what more can I say about this show? It's absolutely getting a D. I wouldn't go in there for 20 minutes. <laughs> I would have been close to giving an F, but I think Olivia Coleman's uh, chewing the scenery. Sam Jackson still tried his best um, to elevate a really bad script. Um, and I mean, I don't know. And, and we'll have to see what happens with Rhodey because how long has he been captured? I would hope it wouldn't be since the Infinity Saga, because that would be a really stupid decision, but I'm not putting it past anybody at this point. Apparently the director thinks it was since Civil War, but whatever. That's a really stupid decision. Um, okay. I think we're, I think we're past this, but yeah, D, and, uh, I'm gonna still save the F tier for movies that, uh, are as bad as Morbius, and I would hope that nothing would go that far but Secret Invasion almost came close if not for a few things that kept it out of f tier but it might be my least favorite mcu project now loki season two so Loki season two, I really liked, um, Loki season one, I liked as well, but like Loki season two was like even better than season one. Um, and any criticisms of like season one of like, okay, it didn't conclude Loki's arc. Like the directors and writers like, uh, of season two of Loki, like basically confirmed season one is like the first half of a book and season two is the second half. And when you look at it like that, in this case, like, I think that makes total sense, like, that they weren't going to conclude Loki's story till the end of season two, till the end of the second half of the book, and, um, I didn't have a problem with how season one ended either, but I know certain people <laughs> will, 
um felt about that so i'm just uh but i really liked this tom hiddleston gives a great performance um and you uh of course have ki Huey kwan you have owen wilson uh jonathan majors um i mean you have some great fun stuff going on in this show and ending with loki sacrificing himself to be the keeper of the multiverse to be the keeper of everyone's stories is really compelling and mobius kind of taking some time for himself and we got the payoff to the jet ski and it's just um really cool stuff really great writing and they really took their time with figuring this out and figuring this multiverse stuff out and figuring out what they could do for a season two to really finish this story and i'm sure we'll see loki again but love to see how this ends up but this opens some really interesting possibilities and uh loki season two gets an absolute s tier from me quickly bounced as all things should be. It's uh just so many good ideas thrown into this wonderful uh package. And finally, we have the Marvels. Um the Marvels is uh something that as getting is getting negative attention and I don't I don't really think it should be getting the negative attention it's getting. I don't think it was that bad. I just saw it a second time as of recording this and um I I've been I enjoyed this movie. I really do. It's a lot better than the first Captain Marvel for me. Carol Danvers actually gets like a even more substantial character arc. Uh, Kamala Khan is great, of course and like monica's good um the three of them bantering and being together just works and like um like and like the action is actually good and you you know some of the cgi is a little off but like not anything super major in my opinion um like them even throwing in like the practical choreography is is very very cool for like a captain marvel movie where the characters have cgi powers um so just really cool stuff and um i will say that darben as a villain is not great um i think there's some interesting ideas there but the execution wasn't great i do understand like the editing issues i think it does feel a little um wonky how they shift from one uh place to the next in the within the movie um but like otherwise i mean like it's still a really fun time it's still a uh, good movie in my opinion not like a great movie but like i still really liked it the flurkin scene the cat scene was really amazing i loved re-watching that again um and uh yeah of course we got to talk about those major post-credit scenes which i know i feel like i say that a lot with these all these teases that we still have to pay off but like this felt i feel like they're going to pay these off major majorly um of course we get uh miss marvel kamala khan going uh 
and recruiting Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld, for the Young Avengers. And that's really, really cool. And of course, they mention she mentions uh Cassie Lang, Ant-Man's daughter as well. And uh we'll have to see who else might join the squad, the team uh for the Young Avengers. And I don't know whether it's gonna be a show or a movie. I'd be fine with either one, but uh we'll have to see with that. But the big big reveal that i'm sure is going to pay off because kevin feige used to work on the x-men and there's no way that kevin feige is going to let this go we know they're working on x-men stuff kelsey Grammer returns as beast and um yeah that's huge and he played beast in x-men the last stand and i believe a cameo in days of future past at the end but yeah, I mean, just like he was great as Beast, and uh, I know they made him look more similar to uh, the old '90s cartoon in the comics with this look. So it's it's Kelsey Grammer's voice, but I guess it is it was all CGI, but didn't bother me. Um, I don't know. It just was. It was really. It's really really cool to see him and see the payoff to the X Men. And um, Monica's trapped in that universe with her mom being binary. So, um, yeah, some really cool stuff. And it'll be interesting to see what comes of that and how this is going to tie in. And I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm, I'm very, very confident uh, because there's no way Kevin Feige is going to let this go now that we all know the X-Men are here. Um, I'm going to give the Marvels a B. Uh, there's flaws. Um, I, I I think it's a maybe a little ridiculous, but uh, for the um, the whole villain plot, but I like I get it. I get what they were going for. The singing planet also is really funny. Um, he's bilingual is probably one of my favorite new lines. So um, yeah, it's still a fun time. It's it's it still gets a B from me. Um, that feels weird, but I'll allow it. And I don't think it should be getting as much hate as it's getting. This isn't at all one of the worst MCU projects, movies, or shows, or whatever. It's it's worthy of being close to the uh, upper half. But there's just so many projects that like. I kept having to like think about what I would put below or above. And so um, if it seems like I'm maybe a little too low on this one, I apologize, but that is, uh, I, I still really like this movie. So that is not the complete case. There's just other projects. I also like uh, quite a bit. And I like a lot of parts from a lot of these projects uh, just as much. Um, so, from 1 to 45, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, clocking in at number 3, Spider-Man No Way Home, Black Panther, that's the top 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Civil War, Captain America Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Loki Season 2, that's the top 10, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is number 11, that rounds out the S tier, um, number 12, Loki Season 1, followed by Spider-Man Far From Home, Thor Ragnarok, 
Hawkeye, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the A tier. B tier, Captain America, First Avenger, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness, WandaVision, The Marvels, Werewolf by Night, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, and Iron Man 3, The C-Tier, What If Season 1, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Eternals, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, and Thor, and the D-Tier, Iron Man 2, Thor Love and Thunder, Incredible Hulk, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Thor the Dark World, and our new, worst, MCU project, Secret Invasion. So, I hope you've enjoyed uh, going through all five phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I do want to do reviews um, of the individual projects uh, and add them to the list as normal um, on my own. Um, and maybe we have something else special planned. A draft, perhaps. Uh, so we'll figure that out. But I'm very excited for some more shenanigans. Uh, and uh, thank you all again. Let me know your thoughts, please. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll find all these videos. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Like, comment. Please. Uh, it would really mean a lot. So... Uh, but otherwise, I'll get off, and we'll see you all next time on The Tribe of Nerds. <laughs> it's over!